previously on The Empire's Edge. It took you to probably the biggest city that's anywhere in Suthland. But then when you try again with Karn Keldley, it brings you right back to the same view you had with Japanov's mission. What in the world? I wanted to look into any records kept in the temple or elsewhere in Warland. Indicators of Shapanov's mission. I'm trying to narrow down the search a bit. Out of this thing, like kind of floats this block of amethyst. It looks like the individual little balls of stone are making words. Your quest awaits you in Shapanov's mission. Shapanov regrets his crime and holds the trunk of the Adlai in the nave of his praying hand. So I'm going to say out loud, he was sending it to Sylvain Vidborg and Batra and Extra, so he, he knows he that yeah. I know his thoughts. His head swivels so fast toward you, he's like, <laughs> what? So oh, and I'm gosh. just gonna give him a little grin. <laughs> <laughs> he neener, seems neener. even more intimidated right now. Like, and again, you can't help it, but you're hearing in his own head that his name is Rolf Lynch. I am ready for a drink. <laughs> but there's something so large brewing in this region. Perhaps we travel as part of the honor guard of an ambassador. Uh, you're now in command of a, a unit of eight cavalry soldiers uh, and I'll supply mounts to the three of you um, to send you down there as a guard. Then the plan is set. This is how it shall work. With your, your night guard you're in command of, uh, with the equipment that you've contracted to have made, uh, with uh, lines established communication with the druids, that you depart and head for Arkland Barony and the city of Karn Keldley. All right, the party is two days out of Warland. You just left the whole celebration, getting your mission. You have this group of eight knights, really they're cavalry, that are reporting to you, Boris, and of course the ambassador himself and his entourage of four, and then all of you, and you're traveling together as a group. But again, you're two days outside of Warland when Zelen, a bluebird, lands on your shoulder. Oh, hello, little bluebird. Do you and have a message for me? It does. It starts communicating immediately and tells you right away, uh, important news, important news from the Baroness. The Baron has been assassinated. Wow. Um, I thank the bluebird and release it and then immediately go to find Boris and Jacob. And I'm probably like right four or five feet Yeah, I don't away. know. You know, I didn't know how many. And You ride up like glup, glup, Yeah, glup. but I'm going to... I'm going to tell just, so I'm just telling the two of you, I don't, if we want to share this news more widely, I want a, a controlled share. So yeah. I'm going to tell the two of you I what the bluebird just told so me. So we can get get a bit of distance. Okay. And so, yeah, the, the rest of the party moves on. The, the, the overall party moves on from you guys. Or would you not uh, stop Other way around. I, I call a halt, then me, we move away so oh, we can gotcha, convene. Gotcha. Okay, so they're behind you now. Uh, uh, would you want the ambassador in on this too? I would think so. Makes sense. Do we know more He's about the, this mysterious ambassador man that stayed uh, locked away? Yeah, at least his name. His his name is Vedrin Yanovich, but you, know, you you didn't meet him. He was there at some of the meetings. It isn't yeah. so you guys have interacted with each other. But we know enough well, about him. We've that interacted be, with him for a couple of days. He'd be someone we would invite into this meeting. You would feel comfortable sharing this news with him, and it makes sense that he should know it. Yeah. But uh, you don't find him to be a very agreeable person. Yeah. That he's he's off putting. Good yeah. negotiator. Um, okay, so when the four of us then are gathered together, I'm going to say, I just received a message. Uh, the Baron is dead. He's been assassinated. Well, then we need to go back immediately. And of course, uh, Vedran Yanovich is immediately like, wow, what happened? It's just, you know, how'd he die? What, what killed him? 
And Zellin, you noticed that the, the bluebird that you sent away hasn't gone away. It's just been circling in the area and it comes back down and lands on your shoulder and it whispers in your ear again, the Baroness Genevieve Cutler implores you to proceed on your mission and, and to continue to Karn Keldley. I, I don't have any more information. This is my messenger. We could try asking questions, but generally they don't, they don't know more than what they've been told to repeat. The Baroness is encouraging us to, to stay on our, on our mission. I mean, I dislike not being there to root out whatever did this. But at the but... moment, she's the boss, right? If, if her yeah. husband died, she would be in charge. She gave us an order. Yeah. Right. right. And, and it isn't like she just, you know, the message communicated was that he fell downstairs and died. It was definitely assassinated. I'm going to yeah. ask the bird if, if, if there is any more information that it has to, to share or any, any cause of details. Death. Yeah. Any details, anything that maybe it's picked up. The only word that it has as though it was the last word of detail given to it to give to you it simply says conspiracy hmm drex that's the reasonable assumption um yeah so i yeah i will share the word conspiracy but i don't think we should speak zrex in front of the baron mm, i mean in front no. of the ambassador because we don't know what side the ambassador is on that's a good point um but i will sh share the word conspiracy um do we do we gather the troops and have a moment of respect for the baron and then and then move on. I, I think it'd be better if they heard it from us because yeah. once we hit the city, they're going to hear it. Uh, I'd, I'd agree. Um, does the ambassador have any comment on that? He says, I, I fully endorse that. That is the exact proper thing to do. How agreeable. Okay. Um, so then <laughs> I'll call a dismount. We'll kind of go off the road a bit and I'll host a, I don't want to spend too long on it. We do have a mission, but you know, a respectful um Memorial service. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, to no kind of speeches, break the news. just kind of the Baron was a yeah, good Yeah, kind man. of a brief eulogy. The, the, yeah, the religious Moment bit. of silence. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then we're mounting back up to secure this deal in his name. Would it be improper Continue to pour mission. one out for him? No. Okay, cool. I do that. Okay. Yeah. I forget what kind of, what do you have with you? I think it might be water, water actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's not really a Roderick cut me in a Roden Cutler's thing, but yeah, um, yeah that's uh, is still the respect there. Vedran's a hardcore alcoholic, and he's got <laughs> his uh, his main flask, he's his secondary just, flask, and all six of his backup flasks. He's just riding in the bar cart. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bar cart. Why so, am I not riding back there? <laughs> <laughs> as you guys uh, remount up, get back into your uh, your traveling order, mm -hmm. and you're heading out. Boris, go ahead. As you're noting the the reaction of your men. Yeah, I was. A about to say, you know, that I'd start up, you know, a song or something to try and lift spirits after that kind of, you know, gloomy news. Do an insight mm -hmm. check on your men. 16. What you're getting for them that you heard the name Roderick spoken, which is Roden's son, who mm -hmm. presumably the next Baron. He's a, a young man. The but heir he's, apparent. He's old enough, right. That when the name is spoken, it's spoken with a question mark and two of the guys look at each other and kind of roll their eyes. They're like, oh, great. And then th there isn't any more said about it, mm -hmm. but that's just what you were That's a from. lot said about that's it. That's a lot, yeah. Um, so I'll keep that in the back of my mind. Um, what was it 80% of communication is nonverbal? Yeah. Can I do an insight specifically on the ambassador? Mm, with... There's a thought. Yeah, great idea. Uh, 
23. Dang. Wow. Yeah, you're getting a great read on the guy. Is As difficult as he is, and again, he's been, like, one of his own assistants has done most of the cooking as you guys have been traveling, uh, setting up the camp for their equipment and their gear. And he just tends to stand around or sit around and doesn't interact with anyone that much. But as you guys are getting back to your own mounts, he is talking, like pulling all of his assistants to him, the four of them, and he's nonstop talking about, you know, here's how we'll present this. We've got to say things like this. And he's already like working damage control when they get to Baron Miles Fleetwood in Arkland, that he's already working out what he needs to say, how he needs to do it. And as over like, the course of the next hour while you're riding, it looks as though he's practicing it, what he needs to say, what he needs to do. So he seems completely enmeshed in his job but totally focused on his job. What's he at? 23 is what you rolled? Yeah. There is nothing that indicates he's like, oh, eyebrow raise. Yeah, the murder has happened. There's nothing like that. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, an ambassador is usually someone that had a relationship. you, You generally don't send a stranger to negotiate something that's important. So there's no reaction from him regarding the loss of someone I would think would be a friend. Very emotionally closed. Like he's not going there. He's just so yeah. it's not necessarily there's he, nothing written on the pages. He's just a hard book to read. Well, but or but, he just is very shut down. Yeah, yeah. They're emotionally very completely. shut down. Grieves by working, like I grieve by smiting. So you know, right. nothing new here. Hmm. Or that he's the kind of person you'd want as a negotiator because he's not going to have any kind of a tell, uh, right? Or yeah. just crack under emotional pressure, right? Very true. But yeah. you guys proceed, and you're on the road for. Let's see, I said that was two days out. Um, that right around that same time, you're reaching the uh, the branch in the the Arkland Road that will take you east toward Carn Keldley. You've been heading further and further out into the open plains of Southland, you know this this wide open barren grasslandy area, and Carn Keldley is back toward the Brimrore Hills. It's back up into the hill region. So kind of circling around a bit. It's, uh, you've been slowly bearing toward the west mm-hmm. as you've been going further and further south. Okay. Uh, this road is now bending toward the east, and you know that if you stayed on, well, it's actually, you're, you're at a branching point, that if you were to stay on the main road, it would just go right through Arkland into point south. This branching road is going to be meeting a branching road that comes off of the northbound road, so to speak, and they unite a, a point just, you know, like a, a half a mile, a mile or so to the east, and then you know, they join up and head straight into Karn Keldley. So is it yeah, like okay. a T intersection or like kind of like a peace sign as uh, these two roads come in? Kind of like, 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 like with the like, middle road in the center. A little like a peace sign, yeah, yeah. or a Y. I could see both of those analogies. Okay. But it is, in essence, a T intersection, just that they've cut off the corners to make it easier to travel. Got it. And the, the T's on its side. But that you're at that, that juncture. And so within another hour and a half or so, we're getting into late morning. As you are approaching the confluence where the road from the south is meeting the road from the north as they're both now heading east, you can see there is a large caravan that is also proceeding along the road, and you'll be reaching that point of confluence at about the same time. Uh, Go ahead and make perception rolls, even from the distance of the few miles away that you are from each other. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to be conscious of that. Oh, no, as soon as I did it, I was immediately conscious of it. That noise, the ew, every time he has a good roll. 10. 22. Damn it. (laughs) 21. (laughs) Well, the two of you noticed that 
Boris, start there. The you just know that it's a, a whole big bunch of wagons and whatnot. It looks yeah. like some kind of a convoy. Like when did they invent convoys? Um, but for the two of you, you notice that these wagons and the the various vehicles are completely unusual. That they're not just trade wagons that have happened to to reach this confluence of roads at the same time. That there are wagons that look like they're cages. Hmm. on wheels like a prison transport or? yeah like that that would be a, a good first impression but then some are very ornate wagons almost like small houses on on a cart that that you could live in and they're they're decorative they have scroll work in the wood of them they're contained buildings so you could be definitely protected from the weather uh painted bright colors flower patterns and then as you look you see large things moving too and be animals you would have never, ever seen before this far north, even though from the Confederation of Dushy's point of view, you're pretty far south. Uh, there are elephants in oh. this, this train. Do we and even recognize what an elephant is? Would we even... Heard rumors heard, of these mythic yeah, elephants. Yeah. Okay. That would, that would ex it would be something like that, except they're still elephants, they're not oil elephants. Yeah. Uh, I, was, um, I was about to make a reference to a coat of arms, but that's a giraffe, not an elephant, so never mind. Are there giraffes? Um, <laughs> there might be. Oh, nice. So it's a, it's a very large caravan. Yeah. We can't see the giraffes immediately here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I actually wait, had, I we, thought giraffes, so now I'm thinking it. Can we see the people or are we too far away yet? You're too far away yet. There are some very large, like people walking, but they're not that much bigger than a regular person. But there seems like something wrong with them. They're not exactly people because they're moving. But you realize and put it all together because you've heard of this before. Uh, the two of you that are more local to the region, uh, both Jacob and Zellin, you think it's a circus that's traveling uh -huh. up from the south somewhere that, that comes through this area and probably rarely gets any farther north than Karn Keldley and then would start rotating itself south again. Are there a lot of circuses or would we be able to know like a few names or be able to kind of know... Oh, yeah. If there's a circus here, it might be this one. You know that it has to be Cirque Roscus Illusia. It is the only circus you've ever heard of traveling through this area. Boris, have you ever seen a circus? Could could that be Could that be a circus? Have I seen a you, 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 <laughs> be circus? Maybe you've of seen sorts, this exact one. Who but knows? never this one. It doesn't get any oh, further no, north than Kern yeah. Keldley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roscus Illusia uh, never travels, uh, that you would have ever known, would never travel into the Confederation of Duchies. If it did, on the very, very southern baronies, but but never as far north as where you've come with from. With my inspection being emphasized, I'm going to characterize it generally as being on the wagons and not the populace. Okay. Uh, how many wagons am I estimating are in this train? Uh, this just do that as a perception, I suppose. Okay, dokie. Uh, giving it that distance quick. Natural thing. 20 for a 23. Nice. Wow. Uh, like 50-ish? I like call that. a halt. Okay. That's a big, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's um, huge. You know, general halt, huge. and honestly, with that size and to give a bit of distance too, I'm just going to call an early lunch. Okay, how, yeah, so how, everything stopped. Yeah. How close are we to the actual um, meeting point of the two roads, like when we're actually stopping? About a half a mile. So okay, you're, you're and we can see the close. other road like across like the plains. We can see it coming right, out. Yeah. Okay. yeah, intermittent trees, but it is pretty open right So here. at some point, they'll get within a half a mile of us, so we'll be able to take a pretty good look at them as they pass. Yeah, you could get even closer if you wanted to. You know, he's called a halt to it, but yes, uh, right now, it's happening right now. Okay, so as they're walking past, can we can we look at the people and see, you know, are they like, Happy looking. Maybe we ride up to the looking. actual intersection and well, we can actually get even closer. Well, they're half a mile away. We well, could, yeah, we could half a mile see still a good if distance. they're threatening or not. It'd be tough <laughs> to tell facial expressions at half a mile away. That's still pretty far. What but, are you, an elf? 
<laughs> but uh, you can tell that there seems to be a, a mixture of races. That there's uh, oh, okay. there is human. Um, that uh, there are very like shorter people. There are thinner people. The um, weird big not people thing. Yeah, there's you know big weird not people thing that have mandibles. There's only a, a, a few of those. You ah, know, you've seen what? some. Yeah, they're they're very unusual. It's a, like maybe it's a person with mandibles. It looks more like it's like maybe almost like an insect or some kind of a sea going something. Bipedal? Uh, bipedal, bipedal, yeah. And just so walking large, with all the people. About eight feet. They have uh, huge packs on their shoulders. So they look to be beings of burden, whatever their actual yeah. function uh, is in the circus and stuff to say. I've got to guess about what they are because I spend way too much time with my nose in the monster manual. Is it mandible is too big a, big a giveaway? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty short list that, well, is mandible and is bipedal. Um... Arcana check to see if Boris knows from, you know. Some uh, study. Sure, go yeah, ahead. Obscure yeah. education. Knock yourself out. Nine. I would say no okay. on a nine. See, I, when I was saying like, oh, yeah, so there's like walking among all the people, you were going to correct me and say, oh, no, no, they're in the cages, but they are actually like They're walking, yeah. Okay. I, I want to ride up and, and see what this is about. I'm how, very curious how about close this. You, like close enough to see the whites of their eyes? Yeah, I want to ride it's like forward. right up to the intersection. Right up to the intersection and yeah. watch them as they I'll, pass. I'll go with her to not make her go alone. Robertson, right. you go too. Okay, yeah, so one of the one of the eight pulls off from the rest of the group and goes forward. All right, so the three of you ride up to it, so you're there very, very quickly. And as you're getting up to it, yeah, these, these things are large, about eight feet, these insectoid-like mandible creatures. But you also know it uh, with the elephants as well that most unusually, there's uh, two different animals that look... I would say lizard-like. You've you fought lizards that are very serpentine, um, you know, slithery things. These are like tanks, uh, and they have a massive like ball. Of we know either. what tanks are. Yeah. Sweet <laughs> and <What>? cement mixers <laughs> <laughs> and tacos. So, <laughs> like so, a big ball of like bone on the end of its tail. A as short we're standing at the tail. intersection, and yeah. this really interests me. Yeah. Uh, are people like glancing at us and smiling and like being happy to see us or are they kind wheels. of flipping us a finger as they walk past? Or? Oh, uh, yes. They seem very Given happy. This... Okay. So I I'm going to, if there's somebody who seems particularly friendly, I I I'm going to ride and, and it'd be better if they were riding a horse so we could kind of keep pace. Do I'm any gonna... members of the traveling circus look local? I'm going to... <laughs> do they have a string around their neck? <laughs> are, are the big mandibled insect beasties, are, are they are they native are to they this friendly? area? Are they friendly? I'm going to ride up beside somebody who looks friendly and carapace. try to make friends to see if I can figure out, to find out what these things are. Okay, just give me a D4, which one of my... What's my, D4? Uh, a four-sided dice. One. It's the... Yeah. Two. Two. Uh, yeah, so actually, there'll be horseback, there'll be this guy. All right, so uh, yeah, you ride up to a person who looks to be in charge. You're not sure of what because he seems to be moving around as he's riding on his uh, riding on his horse up and down the line, and then sees you riding closer, and so he peels away from you know the caravan moving along the road and comes over to you and does what would be tantamount to like a bow from horseback. You know, you know puts one arm down, takes his hat off, uh, and he says, "Aliban Clark, at your service. Uh, what may I do for you?" I'm Zelen. We're heading to Arkland. Are you heading there as well? We are, immediately. Are you a circus? We are. <laughs> <laughs> what well, circus not, are not you? Not myself by myself, but yes, I am part of it. <laughs> I am. The a part of the, the Cirque Roscoe Illusia. What are, what are those things with, with 
mandibles. Yeah, the, the, the man, the, those are called umber hulks. Umber hulks. A very, very dangerous something. Um, but truly, it brings the people to uh, the Cirque itself to see something so extreme. But they carry things for you. They're trained? The uh, Trained would be an unfair word. Uh, we have an agreement with them. Uh, and the agreement uh, keeps They're them in. from pursuing their natural tendencies. They're intelligent. They are. Oh. As intelligent as most people. What are the other large animals? Uh, elephants. Elephants. And what about the ones with the long tails? Uh, I mean, they're actually shorter tails. They're like have like a club at the end of it. Like oh, a big ball. the club tails. Uh, those are a kind of a, a lizard monster uh, from so far to the south and the west. I've never seen them in their own habitat, but I was told they were called ankylosaurs. I love animals. What other kind of animals do you have? Is there anybody who specializes in animals? Uh, many, but I myself am the big cat handler. Uh, we have tigers, uh, lions, leopards, oh panthers. Uh, Can yeah. I meet them? Meet, meet, meet. Them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't properly introduce you to them. I can introduce myself if you'll take me to them. Um, right along. Um, and so he, you know, rides up. The, you catch back up to where he had been. I wonder if he knows yeah. what a druid is. How fast are they moving to the point? Like, how far are we getting from our own group? Uh, in... Not very fast. Okay, they're not moving that fast at all. Just uh, you know, like. Uh, uh, as fast as an ox would walk. Anyone, some of the cards. While she's going over to look at the animals, does anyone else look particularly inclined to have a conversation or interested in the two of us, as we're, or the three of us, I should say, as we're standing here? Everyone seems to have interest, but they also look as though they're used to you know, attracting attention okay. that way. They all seem very agreeable because they want people to come to the, the, the circus to, to pay their money. And um, you're actually, you can see just ahead of where you are at the confluence of these roads, you're heading into what's got to be the, the farms and the fields that are supporting the city of Karn Keldley. So you're heading into a, a relatively more populated area. You know, it's just uh, patchworked with farms all over the place. So there are people that are coming out down lanes here and there along the road as this procession goes along it. So you know, th there's a lot of people, and they're very agreeable and amenable to all sorts okay. of people. How about you anyone... can certainly just approach somebody randomly. I'll look for someone see. who looks more in charge, like they'd be one who I can like, get questions, answers from for what they're planning on doing like when they get to Karn Keldley. Okay, gotcha. So uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, roll it as a percentage for this one. Okay. And, um, well, if I can see the cats, one of the things that I want to do is study them so I can potentially turn into them. Because these are animals I never otherwise would have been able to add to my repertoire of possible animals. Yeah, that, that's a very cool idea. Nice. Uh, I got a 36 on that percentage. All right, so as you're looking for a person that would be Somebody in charge. There's a lot of people, you know, there's people that are running the wagons, uh, somebody just walking, but they look more like the roustabouts, you know, just the, kind of the laborers that do the whatever, setting stuff up. And various races, the um, probably a lot of like workers who just do the whatever. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to somebody that's not a, a villa man, my milieu's elves or humans, you even see people that have horns coming out of their heads. And that would be a new one for, for you personally. Yeah. But, I've only seen uh, horns on trees and animals. Right. That's, <laughs> that's very different. Uh, but you do see that uh, a woman comes riding up, and just by the, the nature of her clothes, she looks as though she's a person that, that must be in charge of something. She's just not wearing workaday clothes. So do you ride over to uh, intercept her? Yeah, she looks reasonably important. I'll talk to her about what they're doing in Karn Keldley. 
Okay, so as you ride up, um, how do you introduce yourself? Ah, with my, oh, what, what's our title? What was the, the, the fancy? Sir. Sir, yeah. So I uh, introduce myself as Sir Dracob Treadstone. Dracob? Did I say that? <laughs> yes, yeah. you did. Oh, I she don't said, say that. Dracob, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> no, it's canon! No, it's I, uh, <laughs> what happened to uh, Drake and Josh if they went through <laughs> the fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I, I ride up to her and I say... Um, uh, hello, uh, I'm Sir Jacob Treadstone, coming f- down the road from Warland. She smiles and gives you kind of a look, like from like the crown of your head to about the middle of your torso, because you are not dressed like a sir. So she's probably going to try to d- determine if you're on the level, whatever it is you're saying right now. And and she rolled really poorly. So, well, he so, needs to roll his persuasion to see if he rolled yeah, really so, poorly too. Oh, this is a good point. All Go right, ahead let's see. and see what you... Uh... Hey, not poorly. Uh, persuasion is an 18. Yeah, so it looks like she's buying it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean buying it? I told the truth. <laughs> That's right. Probably the magic armor but and it's the, great it's big the, honking bow. Yeah. It's the 80% that you're not saying that communicates that you don't look like a sir. The fact that I screwed up my own name. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, a, a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Sir Jacob Treadstone. Uh, I am Indonur. I am the assistant to the Master of Ceremonies here for the... For the circus. So, uh, why? Well, why? Why did you ride up just now to, to say hello to me as well, you're passing? And I, I gesture uh, behind us like we are a caravan coming in from Warland. We are on, uh, we are too headed towards Karn Cudley for uh, business matters. We marvelous. We can travel together. Yeah, we uh, we're probably going to be uh, uh, staying a good ways back just to make sure we're not too interspersed in case there's any issues. But we just wanted to to check in and, and talk to you guys. What what are you planning on doing when you get to Karn Kelly? You're here on business or are you just kind of, is this your home that you guys are going to be going there and then from there moving out? Oh no, our, our home, our encampment is well to the south, even outside of uh, what you would call Southland. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, the is, this is the northernmost bend we make when it comes to our, our travels. Uh, we've never traveled further north than Karn Keldley. Uh, to perform the circus. So we'll proceed to the city wall and set up just outside the city walls in the location where we always do. And it depends upon the take. We'll either be here for uh, two weeks, maybe a month before we pack back up and head to the south once again. Uh, fantastic. Um, do you guys, when you get there, you say you set, you set up outside the walls. Um, is there anything that we might be able to assist you with or any questions that you might have. Like I said, we're on our way there as well. Have you been there before you personally? Oh yes. Many, many times. I couldn't think of a thing you could help us with. We, we, we know our jobs very, very well. And we've, we've set up here at Karn Kelly on many occasions, but it will be nice to know that uh, we have uh, an honor guard that is following us into the city. Uh, that's how I shall pass the word around up and down the chain. Well, I look forward to uh, potentially catching one of your shows or taking part in any of the, the games that you guys may have. Wonderful. That, that sounds fantastic, uh, Sir Treadstone. Oh, games. I'm not sure if you're interested in this. I, I see that you do carry a bow. But the third day into the circus, once we've set up, uh, there will be an archery contest. Uh, so perhaps you could uh, sign up and join the, the contest mm. itself. That feels pointed. I like that. I like that a lot. And I say, 
That Dave sounds fantastic. Ooh. No, I don't say <laughs> David. Yeah, once ooh. again, that 80% that you, you don't sound like you're a nobleman just went to like 92%. <laughs> that does sound uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, I will for sure be taking point, taking, taking point, taking part in that. Marvelous. A pleasure meeting you. And then you, she rides off back to uh, give direction to various people that are going on that way. And thanks for the sound. You need to get effect. some coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually so, got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> it's a song okay okay all right so you're gonna be traveling um this is why i stay with the troops <laughs> <laughs> it'll be about a day's travel once the roads meet to actually get to karn keldley back up into the brimroy hills you know back up to that those higher elevations did, did we want to do anything further with you and the and the cats or the the animals there or did no, you just I'm wanna, just studying them. You just to study once them? once I was wondering if you were going to cast speak with animals and actually that's what I thought you were going to do yeah yourself. no the one thing that I will do though is find out if any of them if I can hear it if it comes up if any of them knows about Baron Warland you know is there any gossip that maybe they have picked up um, through whatever sources or messengers they have that could add to our knowledge about what might have happened. Okay, so roll it as an investigation. 19 oh, plus... She rolls really, really well. 22. You are positive you've heard nothing oh, about okay, them so saying they don't anything, know anything about, it, about it, it They've not heard anything about this. Okay, so once, once everybody kind of stops for the night, I'll go back to our party to... Because, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather be with our party in the evening and I'm going to share just with Boris and Jacob. I'm not going to share with the ambassador or the other guy that was traveling with us that I've seen a number of cats and have been able to study them enough that I can add them to um, my list of animals I can become. You might be very aware that there's some animals that are just still too powerful sure. to become, but there are, there are definitely others. But that I've you, seen that them. Put. So at some point yeah. I'll be able to, to use that information as well. And there's no way I would have known that without seeing them. And I'm also going to tell Boris the names of the two big animals um, because Steve and Josh, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the Umber Hulk and the Ankylosaurus. <laughs> right. um, well, and when it comes to you guys, like rendezvousing at the end of the day, so their camp is spread out across a mile. Yeah, I where they it. they set up their camp, and it's in the the corners of fields, farms, um, and the road that like, runs right through it. So the road still means it's its main artery to get from one part of their encampment to the other. When you get to the very tail end of that, you go about another two hundred feet. And you can see where Boris has set up uh, the camp with the, the remains of the soldiers mm -hmm. and the ambassadorial uh, entourage. And so that camp, that's how far away you are there. And the remains, the other seven. I'll also <laughs> share with um, Boris that they don't know anything about Baron Warland. It death. makes sense. They seem to be coming up from the south. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if they had anybody among them that might be receiving messages. It's an interesting thought. All right, so if there's nothing else then, uh, the night passes, there are no issues, and you are, like I mentioned to Jacob a little while ago, you're in an area and you've traveled through the course of the day. Once you, you got past the confluence of roads, you're traveling through farmland. It seems like there is a huge area of cultivated farmland. There are buildings dotted all over it, you know, barns and silos, houses, and they're pretty close. Like uh, each individual might have something around... 50 to 80 acres and so you can imagine in a wide open region that's a lot of little houses dotted all over the place so there's there's no shortage of fresh food stuff you could just well you are in the corner of somebody's field 
their house is probably just about 200 feet away. But given that we're not thieves, we eat our rations. Um, <laughs> all right, but I'm just saying that you could yeah, go to their door sure. and you know, tr- 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 or we could, but could we buy, buy a, just uh, the police? A, 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 <laughs> we buy a cabbage. Can we so, knock non-threateningly? So there's a lot of, hopefully, there's a lot of um, population around, a lot of people right, around yeah. this area. And then as you travel through the course of the day, you are passing through all of that. So you're probably in the most, you know, rural. There is no suburban. You're in a city or outside of it, you know, yeah. these regions. But you know that um, that anything you could probably want or need, every once in a while there's a little collection of houses that's not quite a town, but they probably have other gear and maybe some trade equipment if you'd wanted something, just for future knowledge when you're if you travel through yeah, this area. Sure. Yeah. And then the next day, you, you pack up, everything moves, you guys are ready to move, and this whole circus caravan takes another couple hours to get their stuff together. It's so much uh, to get them up and moving. Are you waiting for them or are you passing through them and heading on into the city? Uh, passing through them. Yeah, so if it's a two, if it's a two hour wait, I would. Yeah. yeah it's a lot to rather, get all that moving. I believe it. I'd rather keep us moving. And some elements of it are moving or are up and going at a very slow pace, you know, much slower than yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you you go right by that. You know, nods, waves, you know. I'm going to wave to all my new friends. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> cats wave, wave They back. smile back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then later in the day, uh, afternoon, like one o'clock-ish, you're approaching, you, you can see the, the Brimmer Hills being getting closer and closer, and you see little dashes of color, little flashes of light, and you know that's Karn Keldley, that it's, you know, it's in the hills going up into the hills. It wasn't made on a plateau. It's actually, you know, on different levels and layers of the hills that go further and further up in this, like, lead wall of the hills on the edge of the plain. But as you get closer to it, uh, Zelen, go ahead and roll a, I guess be a perception as a memory, but go ahead and make a perception roll. 18. That you recognize it. The actual wall that rings the city itself right at the base and the walls run up like, like ribbons on their edge running up. Then you lose a bit of the wall as it goes down into a, a little valley beyond it and then up again and expanding around it. But then also the various spires. Uh, the temples that are there, some larger buildings, buildings as large as about like maybe four stories tall, which you know most of you would never seen before. Well, Boris would have. Jacob, you've never seen oh. <laughs> buildings that are that tall before. But you, as you're, you're most it, of us, bud. You, yeah. you say you you, you you realize it to yourself. You've seen this before. So I'm gonna um, ride. If we're not packed together, I'm gonna get Jacob and and Boris and say I've been here. When I, when I was a little girl, I, I traveled with the salt merchant. That's how I got to Gryan. They, I, I traveled with the salt merchant for a year. I, I Morris left. Young? <laughs> no, not Morris Young. It was, Given were, that he was, it was just starting out as a salt a merchant, I really The only name that. that I have to associate with salt merchant. It was merchant. the Stallworks. Um, it, Hank and, and Margaret, they had come to my village, and I needed to get to Gryan. I was eight, and I traveled with them for a year all over the place. I, I didn't even know the name of this place, but... But I recognize this. I know this place. And so out of Zellen's backstory that she had traveled for a long time coming out of the Confederation, she didn't even know where this place was. Just that as a kid, her memory that, you know, there was a, the, the, the look of how this looked and those two things lined up again. So, yeah, this is part of that history, part of your backstory uh, that's come back to you again. That's really cool. I know. I, I, rem- I don't remember much. I, most of our time, of course, was in the Merchant District. Um, 
so I could probably get us around the merchant district. And I know there's like a big, there was a place with a lot of grass <laughs> that I remember that I, was, right that I was allowed to play in inside the city, inside the walls. I'm not standing, As, I'm sitting on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember that, but, but maybe as I get in, I'll remember more and I can help us find what we're looking for. Right, 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 yeah. With this newfound, like, uh, fantastic, yeah, adrenaline and like all this, like, excitement. Enthusiasm, enthusiasm. We level up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the day goes on and you get closer and closer to it, I guess say within the next hour, since from yeah, the time sure. you saw it, that you're traveling up to it, you can see from a tactical point of view, Boris, that the walls look very strong. Mm. You would say that these things, uh, in some places, they're about 18 feet tall, some places okay. a little lower, maybe 15. And then there's uh, turrets that punctuate the wall at mm. various points. And there's definitely a main gate to it. Uh, there's a large pavilion just outside of the main gate area that you could see that could be for tournaments, assemblies, anything you'd want to do. Because it looks like Karn Keldy's the kind of place where there is not one level piece of ground in it. Large enough that I'd bet that's where um, the uh, circus is going to be setting up? Or? Yeah, absolutely. And you could imagine, and we'll just put this as part of your own, like, uh, casual history from when the time you lived in Warland uh, that you know that there have been tournaments that have taken place at Karn Keldley yeah, sure. and this would be where that pavilion green is too for those kind of tournaments but yeah okay. you would you would make you would make sense that they'd be setting up right here in this area so we've right. so uh, we're we're just outside the walls at this point now yeah you're riding right up to the walls right gotcha. now and we left the circus a good distance behind us so we don't have to wait for them for anything we can just no yeah we can just go through yeah, yeah it'll in. be much and, later in the day and present ourselves show. right yeah. so well, oh. as you get, get presented we're royalty as as you get to the or the, nobility, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> uh, royalty rules the place. Nobility is just kind of upper crusty. The yeah. two percenters, nice. We're crusty. <laughs> We're crusty. Speak gate, for yourself. I bathe regularly. <laughs> the gates are open. It's a walled city, but there is an armed presence there. But it isn't like they're stopping or searching anybody as they're going into or coming out of the place. And again, right up to it, there's a fair amount of traffic. You know, carts people right, bring yeah. things in, stuff going out riders, very important looking people going in both directions. There's always a lot of activity right there. And then as you pass through the gates itself. Uh, I, I get us into a parade march. Oh, okay. It's going to look impressive. Very cool. Do yeah, this so proper. Lined it up. Yeah. So, so the horses are you know, in, in that, that march mode, yep. uh, almost going a little sideways as yep. they go forward. It's mm -hmm. very impressive. And everyone stops and looking at it. Uh, let me just give a couple of reactions. And to then people. the actual parade is two hours behind us. <laughs> And somebody else, the circus, <laughs> the circus has come to town. It's marvelous. No, damn you, we're not part of the circus. <laughs> <laughs> that as you're coming through. Did we shoot him or spit on him? <laughs> <laughs> the guards themselves that are on duty here, and it looks as though there's. We'd probably be uh, streaming, you know, Warlander pennant. You, you would have to be. And where that isn't, you know, rare, it's, it's uncommon um, that one of them approaches and he, he walks up and he says, uh, my Lord, I'm the corporal on duty, uh, of whom, uh, may I ask you are, you're coming from? I'm Sir Boris Kirsanov, uh, chief of the escort for the ambassador of Warland to Arkland. Um, I will send a runner on ahead to, uh, let the baronial staff know, uh, that you are on your way. Proceed. Uh, and proceed up to the, the highest point of the city, follow this main road, uh, up through three ridges, uh, and then you'll reach the top portion of the city. Thank you. And, and uh, we resume our march. Yeah, and, and he steps back off. 
it looked as though they came a little more to attention as you guys were, as you were you know, interacting with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the boss is here. <laughs> that, <laughs> the inspector arrived. I don't know who these guys are, but they, they look kind of important. They seem to have, they, they have nicer clothing on. So maybe they're, their they're, horses marched sideways. We should stand on top. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys proceed up through the city. Now, again, Warland might become a city like this someday in the future. Uh, it might even be the vision that they have, but this would be, and I guess, you know, for all of us and our listeners, it would be like an old world European city that, that it has that look. It has cobblestone streets. It has buildings that are two, three, four stories dotted through it, uh, temples in it. Roads uh, based on goat trails, so they make no sense whatsoever. Uh, and some areas, because huh. because of the nature is on a hillside, that a road just kind of knifes out into a little point. It just stops. It goes back to service those few houses on that and then just dead ends because it's eclipsed by the hill and the wall coming up over it. Glad so. the horse is doing all the uphill work. And yeah. <laughs> as you travel through it, 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 it's for you guys, it's just another normal day in Karn Keldley. But for all of you, it would be like going to the circus because you've I'm never seen- I'm feeling a bit more at home. Yeah. You, you used to like, oh yeah, civilization, finally. <laughs> I can get a bath again. <laughs> but for the two of you, it, it is, that is for Jacob and Zelen, uh, that you've never seen such a group of humanity all at once- you know, the open air markets, it, it hits you. And then for you, Zellen, oh, you know, for your adult brain, each moment you see something, people that are like, you know, they're, they're uh, hawking various, you know, uh, you know fish and um, various plants and whatnot, that you're like, oh, wow, oh my goodness, that you keep revisiting and saying this again. So for the two of you men, that that Zellen just doesn't stop. She's going the whole time about, oh, there was a thing right there, right there, there. Uh, and then- uh, I pulled such and such as hair. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, the salt merchant, her name was Miss Margaret, that she said this, that, 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 and she just will not quit. And it's Well, and it probably is so, perspective is so different for me too. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, I, I I thought that wall was huge. Yeah, not like, I, I, thought, I thought that house was so far away. And <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, so you're you're getting this description of the city from someone who saw it when they were a running commentary. Kid. Explain it like I'm seven, kind of. Yeah, like you know, nonstop. Eat, thank you. And it uh, it's the whole way up through the city, and it never seems as though it changes in like the, the population. But what you do become aware of, and you don't need to roll for this, would be that the further up you go. There's a little less confusion when it comes to things that are like how they're being sold in the markets, but there are still markets the whole way right up the city along some of the major streets and the adjoining streets. And there's always people moving. It's just that they're dressed better the further up the city you go uh, until eventually you can realize it's like a city on top of a city uh, that that's got to be not just a, a castle like Warland Keep in Warland, uh, that this looks downright palatial. And it's behind its own particular wall that that separates it from the rest of the city. And there, the gate is closed, and there are guards on duty. And as you step forward, they don't challenge you in a brutal way, uh, but a person probably does the come ambassador forward. who does. Now that we're actually with the ranking people, right? So I don't want to narrate the ambassador too no. too much. But um, as you do that, you you kind of give him a nod. Okay, I got you here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was my <laughs> done job. my job. Yeah, you're on your own. So he introduces himself that he's Ambassador uh, Vedran Yanovich. And uh, that and I forgot his name. (laughs) 
And they actually uh, look for credentials. He hands him a, a, a scrolled piece of paper. The man reads it. He nods. Um, he delivers that to somebody else. Uh, it goes through like a little postern gate through the guard, and it goes inside. And you guys are kept waiting outside. You're not just brought right into mm-hmm. it. Very different than Moreland. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Right, and very different from the gate down uh, that's at the bottom of the hill that you can get downstairs. into the city. You do all <laughs> downstairs. You can do all kinds of stuff inside the city, but getting into this part. That's very different. It's um, almost like if you protect the guy who's in charge, he gets dead less. <laughs> <laughs> Note to Warland's I, new government. I wonder if they sell day passes here, because if I have to go through this every single time, this is going to suck. <laughs> so Get a bracelet. <laughs> it is about a half an hour stamp, later. Stamp the back of your hand. <laughs> a very important person comes out, uh, nods to the ambassador, and he says, I'm your escort ambassador uh and i will lead you and your troop um to the baron um and turns toward the guy that seems to be in charge of all the soldiers on horseback and he said uh, on the east side of the gate uh, there is a grazing area uh please have your cavalry uh, take post there understood and um and then to the rest of you uh the rest of you may follow as well and uh, i guess we dismount here we we'll leave our horses yeah yeah and um, hand them off to you know pages and whatnot I give mine specifically to Robertson or whatever you call that guy. Yeah, Robertson. And then the group of you. So the ambassador, his four assistants, and the three of you uh, are walking up into this palace. And like from our point of view, it would be going from like Warling Castle to this place would be kind of like going from, I don't know, your house to Versailles. Uh, It is such a marked difference. It's startling. The wealth in stone, woodwork, paint, uh, high vaulted areas. It is truly palatial. As you walk through this, uh, and you're... I'm trying not to gape around, but I'm gaping around. Yeah. So, and that would, probably would have been about where that would have ended. Zellen saying all these different things about you know the, the city, the city that oh, we never gotten here. <laughs> Remember seeing it, but we never got inside here. Eventually, you're brought before the Baron Miles Fleetwood, and it is as though he is uh, the very emperor of the Corman Empire. Uh, it is it is most impressive, and you couldn't help but wonder what is the source of wealth for this region because it's not that far away, and they seem to have had a lot of surplus in wealth. Yeah. So there's that thought that just you know pops into all of your heads. I'm not going to go into the all the details about this, but he receives you very graciously, and immediately is talking to the uh, the ambassador uh, Veldrin Yanovich, and is saying a number of things about what's going to happen, how it's going to go that um, three days hence we'll begin the actual baronial meeting uh, that we can have um, some discussion time, but that's where we'll begin the, the trade negotiations about this area of, what did you call it, Weldon, um, to see just how we'll allow... Can we do an insight on him mentioning that? Your people. Like he just said passively, yeah. like Weldon, right. but we what, know he what, should know exactly that, what that, that place area is. What's that area called? Whatever. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll your insight. I am unconcerned with this thing I've been obsessing over for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insight is, oh, unnatural 20. 15. Oh, good. Mine was a 14. Okay, so ha, Jacob. Ha, selling to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you, you do note that he's just like, yeah, the, I'm going to like treat this, this topic of, what is it you, you handed me this morning? I have to read this name and remember it when these people show up that I've been obsessing about for yeah. a long time now that I'm very worried about because it could be the start of a major conflict or even war potentially, that I've got to get this just right, that there's a number of factors that... Mm. The people that are actually populating this Weldon region were people that he didn't want to keep yeah. in Arkland itself. So 
there's a lot of tension there, let alone just that we're going to have negotiations of, can we run through your country a little bit while we get back to our own? Because that's the easiest road currently. And he probably doesn't know anything about what you guys know. And that is there's being a push made from two different directions, one from Shepton or up to Shepton, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one, a road that goes you know, through what was actually the old, old, either old Bravis Road or is from the Kremlin Protectorate Road uh, to try to push away through those mountains to get you know, from Warland, Warland proper, into this other region of Warland. But you know, that could put him on a back foot if he suddenly learns, and you could imagine that the, the ambassador knows that he to use that, that it could put him in a very poor negotiating position that if he negotiates too high, they'll say, okay, well, forget it. We're yeah, just we've got our, our own, own plan. We, we have me. our own ways to go so through there. So one of the things, like, and maybe potentially if I could roll that uh, insight over, is we received news on the road on the way here about Baron Warland. Is is there anything that I can see just in his mannerisms, the way he's acting, that there might be, like he might know already or he might not be letting on that that there is something wrong? I feel like I we, should do that too, but as, there isn't a knowledge nobility anymore to recognize kind of courtly behaviors, but, you know, is he wearing, like, you know, the a particular style of garment or additional garment that would imply mourning, even if it's just kind of social mourning and not actual personal grief. Because that uh, is a conversation we need to have with them. Yeah, right. Uh, there is. You would know that this man should have a number of different like uh, badges, uh, you know, fields of honor, different campaigns he's participated in, mm-hmm. and whether the actual ultimate ruler participated in them or not is an issue. They still wear them. Right. That he is devoid of any of that kind of jewelry or accoutrement, which is uh, a symbol that they are in mourning for one of their own. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, that is being so very I'm up on notably it. telegraphed that that is the case. Uh, Jacob, you've already made your role. You don't need to remake it, you know, looking into an insight for this guy. Uh, and you do get that very fact. You can tell that he is, in essence, prevaricating. As he's saying these things he has to say, he's leading up to something, and you can anticipate he's going to be talking about, from his point of view, he probably thinks he's telling you, your baron is dead. And so then once he he goes into, says a few things, and and my steward will, will find accommodations for you and your men, a residence is provided for you, my noble cousins, uh, to uh, to stay and dwell here uh, in our, our most remarkable city. And so... Yeah, I give kind of the appropriate like half bow for the recognition and just try not to smile at the stumble over cousins. So, (laughs) yeah, that uh, but you do know and you and Jacob, it's uh, to the point you're making a minute ago that you are going to be staying in a place, a residence that belongs to, you know, the, the Baron that's outside of the city walls. So he's not not the main walls, the city but the, walls the, the, the castle. Oh, castle. sorry, yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay. outside the, the the castle's walls. Okay. Holy crap, the we're city. far away. <laughs> we found a lovely tent for you. We got <laughs> dumped out in a circus. A double line waxed banana cardboard box. <laughs> very nice, very warm. But the, you'll you guys be in a, got a box. You guys will be in a very very nice <laughs> residence in the city, but you're not going through. So it's either maybe he's concerned about all of you being a threat to his own security. If he's got to keep armed people are dangerous people. So it makes you wonder what he's heard about you yeah. specifically that he's not I like, do have a sword out. and a hammer on me right And now. an alibi. <laughs> um, well, yeah, diplomatic tags as well. Yeah. That, uh, but knowledge of that particular sword could have gone ahead of you too because that, mm. that's a rare, rare thing. But he finally does lead up to it and he does say, uh, it is my, uh, it, it is horrible to say this, it's my regret to have to inform you uh, that your baron, uh, the most noble Roden Cutler, is now deceased. 
that he had died, what's it been now, five days ago, uh, that uh, that he passed, or three days ago, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was talking about days. days. Yeah, three days ago that he that he was the victim of an assassination in his own castle. Make a persuasion check to try and convey the appropriate surprise. I don't want him to know that we okay. received word on the road. Good roll the persuasion. 15. Um, you feel like you did a very good job. It's difficult to tell what he takes on that mm -hmm. because he's very aware of that courtly nuanced right, communication. Yeah. And I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you do get some kind of like an eyebrow from him mm -hmm. that is, you're saying just that, but as he communicates this, he says, apparently there was some sort of a, a plot against his life. It seems though there was numerous assassins in there. But there is a particular one of his own baronial guards, apparently a, a favorite of his, someone he'd been close to for years. I believe perhaps he even raised him uh, like a son of his own from childhood. That this Warland guard named Casimir is being named a hero of Warland uh, because he seemed to have been the guard who attempted to thwart this assassination attempt. Uh, and it's been communicated via cipher message to me that the baronial heir, Roderick Cutler, has taken the name of Roderick Casimir Cutler in honor of his late father's most loyal and dedicated, his friend, even though they're from different classes, a champion of his heart, uh, as his own new family name, Roderick Casimir Cutler. And, and upon approval of Lady Cutler, Roderick has risen to Baron of Warland. So, Boris Kirsanov, uh, you have a new baron uh, to whom you report, and when you arrive there again, must re-swear your allegiance. Indeed, of course. Um, at that point, he's, um, you can see he's like frowning a bit. His face, you know, communicates more than you would want it to. Without even that perception checks, you can tell that he's thinking things are going to be changing. Mm -hmm. that, that we're already getting to a negotiation, and now I'm negotiating with a variable, because... And then he voices it and says, I, I'm concerned that I do believe that the new baron, the son, Roderick, who I do not know well, I believe that he might include a new enhanced security, that Warland might not be the open community that it has been for all of my lifetime, uh, that it could be that it's on the point of change and it might not be the same town that it was when you left upon your arrival. It was already going yeah, through significant change reason. and now it's just a another potential variable. You're right. Right. Well and you know there's so many changes taking place there already. But well, hopefully we can reach a swift and reasonable conclusion so that I can return and offer what aid I can to the new Baron. Of course. And then he directs his attention to uh, the uh, the ambassador and he doesn't wave the rest of you off but it does look as though he wants to have some time to himself. He, he walks down the couple of steps from the dais on which he was standing, uh, and as his arms claps behind his back, and the, the ambassador walks closer to him. And again, you can see that Yanovich might have been the perfect ambassador because nothing in his face communicates that he is in any way impressed that he was waved over away from everyone else. So I'm going to talk to you personally right now. He looks as blank and emotionless as he had been before, but they're talking quietly and uh, an attendant there very, you know, nobly and graciously holds out his arm and directs you toward the yeah, door. Okay, I was going to ask, I, like, are we getting them, like, are we supposed yeah, to I, leave? I took the cue and started, you know, gave a bow or a salute as proper and started to back away. 
how am I supposed to react to that? Because that's awesome. I just, I just love that so much. <laughs> I was biting my tongue the entire time you were talking. Oh, this is so great. As you guys are walking back out, uh, the, the two guards that are flanking it are saying, yeah, that Casimir, what a thing to live to. I wish I could be a guard like Casimir. And he said, I understand there's something about uh, in Warland, uh, in the, the center of their town, they're talking about building a statue. Uh, wouldn't it be something? But they're talking about it from the terms of, Maybe we could do. He's our hero. Oh my <laughs> that, god! That we're the kind of guy that 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 could save a baron or try to save a baron and be oh, immortalized, yeah. give their lives to the cause. So you're taken back out through the main gate, and your entourage comes with you. The so you're it's the same eight cavalry with you. The mm. three of you, your horses. Uh, it's just minus the horses for the ambassador and his party of four. And you are led to a, a particular residence that's not too, too far away, but it's definitely out in the city in a wealthy area. Um, I do have a question. Were yeah. we given anything that would help us get through these gates later if we had to come back into the castle walls for whatever reason, or just being recognized by the guards? You are not given anything oh. that, that communicates. You just get to come back in whenever you want. Great. Mm. Because the papers that we used to get in the first time were the ambassador's papers, but we're that could be an issue. Like we're supposed to be in charge of that guy. I would assume that we would have at least uh, something while set we're up. in uh, Karn Keldley, the Karn Keldley guard does have precedence. Okay, um, so you know it's their purview, and then when summoned, we'll we'll arrive. Well, that totally won't come back to bite us in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely might create some complications. I can yeah. always get in there if I want to. So well, not Rat. all of us can turn into birds. <laughs> Actually, she can't either. Yeah. She can, just not flying ones. <laughs> see, see a, a penguin. penguin. <laughs> <laughs> the guard just said, it's like, well, there's nothing in my resume about not allowing dodo birds in. <laughs> Is that not allowed? Nope. He's um, wearing a tuxedo. Look at him. He's, he's obviously here for a special occasion. Uh, a few minutes later, you're at a residence that looks very, very nice. It would be like a city townhouse. It's in a wealthy area. Uh, one of you, he actually says to you that this part of the, the city is referred to as Garnsdale Gate. And um, it is a very nice region, a very nice region of the city. Uh, there's a, a servant staff that's always here. Uh, there'll be the, the, the cooking, food preparation. If you need messages sent to the, uh, the palace, um, they're, they're there for you. And then once you're brought into it, they really leave you in the, the front yeah. hall, the foyer to this um, room. This before, place. and who is the escort? Just kind of staff of the Baron or um, is it he, actually somebody, somebody? The escort was Captain Stu Weaver. Um, Captain Weaver, if I could uh, impose on you, I have some curiosities about uh, the city itself. Would it be possible for me to gain access to the archives at some point. Everyone in the city is allowed access to the Veda library, but it's a matter of what level of access. Um, most people, even a person like myself, uh, I have access to maybe 15, 20% of the various volumes and sections of the library. Uh, you would need to ask of the Baron himself if you would be granted a greater access than that. But, and he gives you basic directions from where you are, down the street, past there, and then look over that building that tower, that tower right there is the Veda Library. Thank you. Um, maybe I'll speak to the steward about it soon. Uh, as you wish. And anything else while we're still in here? Uh, I do have a question, and I ask him, do you know how I would get to Johan Street? And he gives you directions, yes. Uh, and it's in a lower tier. It was like one of the lower ridges to the, the, the city itself. But he gives you direction back the way you came, and it gets a little confusing as he's saying this street, that street, because it does look like like, you know, a mad squirrel yeah. 
you do out the, the throughout the the city plans. But but you could get in that general area and then probably ask again. Okay, but you can get down to Johan Street, and then what you're left there. There's a, a staff there as you're walking through this place. It's a, a very well appointed house, probably one of the nicer houses you've lived in or, or spent time in. But you set up your rooms, you get the things you want to do. I'd like to ask if I could get directions to the park. I know there's a green space because I remember it as a child, and I would like to have to know how to get to that space. The nearest park, one of the one of the uh, the servant staff says the nearest park is Garnsdale Park. It's adjacent to this quarter, uh, not too far away. And she's giving you directions as how to get to it. Uh, and she, That's lovely. So you used to live here in Carncaldley? I visited here when I was a child. Marvelous. Well, it's welcome. To, it's very wonderful to see a person come back to the city. Have you been here all your life? Uh, I have all of my life. So as we're engaging in conversation, I'd like to, um, not obviously, like I'm giving her the once over, but, but really- Non-threateningly. Non-threateningly. <laughs> look at Do every what? servant I see, because I want to look to see if I notice any of the symbols that we have encountered like we saw a corrupted nave symbol right. that was associated with the Zrek. We right. saw those joined circles that the one that they that yeah the, just the the empty ring yeah exactly um, the, the steel cloud r- the steel cloud that, right the lynch head, yeah. let's see I'd like to see if I can see any of those symbols on any of these people because I want to know if they're in our house okay gotcha well um, roll that as a um, an investigation I would think. That is a 16. That as you're having this conversation, it's a very polite, and it, it seems though she doesn't want to get into strict conversation with you because she's not supposed to. And I am a noble. You are, you are a nobility, <laughs> and she's not supposed Doesn't to. That's feel good to say. So she's <laughs> she's answering, got a job to do, too. So she's giving you directions. It's very much like, uh, you know, yes, my lady, and, and uh, on the street there's something, and she gives you those directions, and you're looking at her and then to the next person, the next person, that you do pick up on something that one of the men that are in the staff and the way he's dressed, you would think he is gonna be like a, like a chief butler. He, he's in a position, actually as they're all lined up, of importance for this group. And you can see that you know, from that distance, that on whatever little badge is that he wears that indicates that he is a person that has some authority, it must have turned and flipped as he turned and talked to you know, one of you or one of his own staff. And as he turned back, he got caught in the cloth and went the other way. And you can see that there is a pattern on that. And as you take a look and look closely at that pattern, it looks very much like that other pattern that's been described to you that you saw in that one symbol that Boris had. It looks like a steel cloud. Thanks for listening. And welcome back to the Empire's Edge Brimmore Hills. Share your thoughts and feedback with us on Twitter at The Empire's Edge and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so on subscribestar.com slash the-empires-edge. Armor that I don't have yet. <laughs> are, that was you, a gr- are you not That ready? was a great sound effect. <laughs> the first thing I get was hammer and then wiggle, 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 pop. <laughs> I thought you said you were ready. I'm ready. Okay, I just, just, yeah, you say that then you fiddling sh- with your stuff. I am a fiddler by nature. All right, go. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>